0: St. Louis and Mary are in their bliss. They're newly married and enjoying the very essence of each other's presence. Meanwhile, Beatrice isn't getting over the idea that St. Louis is officially off the market, so her mind is engulfed in the idea to make the life of St. Louis and Mary miserable.
1: Baby, I love you. You made me a happy man by becoming my wife. I want us to see if we could save our money and start a family.
0: St. Louis speaks the similar words of his grandfather, Robert Newton. His grandfather prided himself to have his family protected.
2: I love you, St. Louis. I want to start our family. Have you heard how Ella is doing in New Jersey? It's unfortunate she had to deal with what happened to her so young.
1: Jack and Judith were at my mom's house the other day to give an update on how Ella is doing. They say she is just and well and has found a job. Her son is still living with Judith's family. I know Ella wants her son to be with her, but she's not in the position to provide for him like she wants to. She loves her son despite how he was conceived.
2: It must be disheartening to know her child is being raised white, and she isn't able to tell him she is his mother.
0: St. Louis is silent because he thinks of his father having to leave town because he killed three white boys who raped
1: Ella. I'm sure it is, Mary. I'm going to take a few vegetables to the market and see how much I can get for them. The store owner usually gives me a good price, but I don't like the fact he tries to persuade me to purchase more than what he paid me for the vegetables. If I do that, then I will owe him the next time I sell vegetables to him. It's just like the sharecropping these white folks got going on. We work their land and harvest their food, but we don't get any fraction of the pay we put into it. We still end up owing this white man at the end of the day.
2: Honey, you're right. It's not easy for us black folks. We just have to keep our faith in God and pray that better days will come. Be careful going into town. Who
1: is it?
3: It's your sister Essie and David.
1: What brings you two by? Essie, you look like you're about to jump out of your skin.
3: I am, brother, because I'm excited. David and I are getting married. You didn't think you'd be the only one enjoying the matrimony of marriage.
1: <laughs> That's
3: great. Thank you. We're getting married at the end of the month and we plan to stay about a mile away. I saw Beatrice and Simon the other day. And Beatrice asked how you and Mary were doing in the marriage world. I couldn't help to hear the sarcasm in her voice as she asked.
1: I'm not worried about Beatrice. She's got to get over whatever delusional trip she's on. I'm cool with Simon. It seems he doesn't go along with half of the stuff Beatrice pulls into him.
2: My husband stresses to me he had nothing to do with Beatrice emotionally or physically, so I must trust what he tells me.
3: Mary, you keep focus on your husband and ignore the distraction Beatrice is putting out. Y'all, David and I must be leaving. We just dropped by to share our good news. You both have a good day.
0: Several years have passed. St. Louis and Mary welcomes the additions to their family. Meanwhile, Beatrice and Simon also welcome their new baby. St. Louis looks after Mary for several weeks and he continues planting
1: in the fields. Congratulations, Beatrice, on you and Simon's new baby.
4: Thank you, and the same to you, Marie. You all planning to have more?
1: If the Lord will.
4: St. Louis, you know you wanted me instead of Marie.
1: <laughs> if I wanted you, I'd be with you.
0: Beatrice walks closer to St. Louis as she puts her hands around him. St. Louis slowly backs away, but not enough to disengage Beatrice's advances. Beatrice pulls St. Louis closer to her and starts kissing him. St. Louis gives in to Beatrice, and the moment in the fields has turned into a sexual interlude.
2: St. Louis, you been in the fields all this time?
1: Yes. How are you feeling?
2: I'm doing great now that you're home.
0: St. Louis is overwhelmed with guilt. He walks over to Mary and pulls her close to him. Then he makes love to her.
2: Breakfast is ready, St. Louis. I'll fix plates for the kids.
1: Thanks, Mary. I love you. Love you, too. I'm going into town today. Anything you need while I'm there?
2: No. (laughs) Who
4: is it? Simon and I.
2: Hi, Beatrice and Simon.
4: What brings you two over? I baked you an apple pie. You and your family can enjoy it after your dinner.
2: How nice of you. Thank you, Beatrice. It looks delicious.
1: Simon, how are you? I am fantastic. Me and Beatrice are enjoying our family. We couldn't be happier.
4: I'll set a date when you and Marie can come over for dinner. That would be nice, Beatrice. Let us know. Simon and I got to leave now. You two take care and I'll let you all know about dinner.
2: How nice of Beatrice to bake us a pie. Mm,
1: Don't get deep into Beatrice, Mary. She doesn't do nice things without filling her own agenda.
2: St. Louis, I try to believe you when you said you and Beatrice are just acquaintances, but I'm getting a feeling there's more between you and her.
1: Mary... Don't worry your pretty self with Beatrice. I love you and only you. I'm your husband, so just concern yourself with that.
2: I love you, St. Louis.
1: Love you too, baby.
2: Ma, can we take a trip to Dover, Georgia? Because I need to access the court
0: records there.
5: Yes, let me make arrangements so your grandmother can also go along with us.
0: Selena, Dinah, and Michael. Head out to Dover, Georgia.
5: Good morning. How may I help you all?
0: We would like to look through your records.
5: Sure. Let me take you to the place you need to be. Take your time. We close at 4 p.m.
0: Thank you.
4: I can't get over the fact we're pregnant at the same time, Marie. Obviously, we know what we were busy doing.
2: (laughs) That's a fact. St. Louis and I are loving our family. I know it hasn't been easy on St. Louis having to work the fields while I tend to our babies.
4: Trust me, Marie. St. Louis knows how to make his work fun. When are you due to have your baby?
2: Thank God, I only have a month left. I know it has been quick for St. Louis and me to have our children close together. How many months before you have your baby?
4: A month after you, Marie.
0: Grandma, didn't you say you and your siblings were told your mother died in childbirth? Yes. On your mother's death certificate, there isn't anything on here showing she was pregnant. It just shows the cause of death was an unexplained illness. Mary and Beatrice deliver their babies. They both spend time with their husband and family.
4: Hey, Marie. How's your new baby girl doing? She's doing great, Beatrice. And how's your baby? How about you and St. Louis join Simon and I for dinner this weekend?
2: That would be lovely. I will let St. Louis know so he can plan to come with me. I love your cooking. I'll talk with you later, and thanks for the invite. You're such a good friend.
4: Anything for you, Marie.
0: As that day fast approaches,
1: Beatrice strategically plans.
4: Come on in, St. Louis and Marie. I'm so glad you two made it.
1: Thanks, Beatrice, for the invite.
4: Marie, I made your meal the way you like it. Come on, y'all. Let's say grace.
1: Simon, you could say your wife is a good cook.
2: Thanks, Beatrice and Simon, for inviting us. And Beatrice, you outdid yourself.
0: As the night progressed, Mary is beginning to feel a little tired, so she tells St. Louis she is ready to leave. They excuse themselves and again thank Beatrice and Simon for their hospitality. What's
1: wrong, love? You're not looking like yourself.
2: I can barely walk, and I feel so dizzy. Hold on to my shoulders. Let me get you to the car.
0: It's 12 midnight, and Mary wakes up vomiting profusely. Her bedsheets are drenched with sweat. St. Louis is flabbergasted in how Mary has gotten ill in such a short period of time. His mind goes back to Beatrice serving Mary a special meal made only for her and his heart becomes heavy because he knows Beatrice has done something to harm his wife. He calls over the doctor who lives close and it is confirmed by the doctor that Mary is gravely ill. She may not make it through the night. Mary's mother, Anna enters the room and slowly walks to the bedside of her daughter.
3: Baby, don't leave us. You gotta get well for me, St. Louis, and my six grandchildren.
2: Mama, I don't know what's wrong with me. (laughs) I love my family. Mama, please help St. Louis with the children.
4: You'll be okay, Mary. Please don't talk that way.
0: St. Louis stands outside their room door, stricken with sadness. He hears a wailing scream come through their room, and tears protrude through his eyes. The doctor slowly walks out of the room, shaking his head.
5: Sir St. Louis, I am so sorry. Whatever was wrong with Mary, he took over his system fast. That there wasn't any time for intervention with my care. Again, Sir Louis, I
0: am so sorry. Anna is heard gasping for air as she cries out for her daughter.
5: It says it right here. Cause of death is an unexplained illness. I wonder what it was that the doctor couldn't give a proper diagnosis. Ma, you all right? All my life, my sibling and I was told our my mom died in childbirth, but it was a lot. If Micah hadn't found this information, I wouldn't have never known the truth. To think about it, Aunt Essie kept singing until she died that Beatrice killed my mother it took our mother from us because of her lust of our father.
0: The truth has been remembered and revealed. Now Mary's spirit can rest in peace. God sent me an angel before I was three. I stood in church at my father's knee. I only see those two bonnets on me and my sister's head, blue and pink, beautiful. It's true. My guardian angel wasn't only showing me their color. It had to be deeper and something further. And for me to find out about my mother, the toddler, and another child, the bonnets on their head, the remembrance of that casket. Now my mom is dead. I don't remember exiting out the church. Only the bonnets, casket, it stuck all these years and it was plenty thank you lord for sending me an angel to guide and for me to remember did you have to die mom because of lust and envy do i have to know at this time when their lives has ended mom i still love you although a short time your spirit returned to god heavenly bound
5: Thank you for taking the time to listen to this audio recording titled Unspoken Secrets and Quiet Whispers. This script was derived from the historical fiction books written by Lorna Moore and Louise Newton Kerr. This recording is done in remembrance of Maddie Reed Newton, who was born in Dawson, Georgia, on July 10, 1921, and she met her untimely death on November thirteenth, 1947. May her soul rest in peace. Unspoken Secrets and Quiet Whispers and Unspoken Secrets and Quiet Whispers Remembered Revealed can be found on Amazon. Thank you to all participants who contributed to make this audio recording a reality. Please see credits in the bio of this podcast.